0: Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope.
1: that time I met India Irene. That time I went on a really bad date. That time I was directed by Robert Townsend. That time I got mono on Thanksgiving time I went on a really bad christmas tour. That time I I Hey y'all, welcome back to this week's episode of Her with Amina Brown. I feel like every like 7 to 10 episodes I say and I'm Amina Brown. I just do that in case there are people here who this might be your first episode. This might be your first time here and you're like, I don't know Amina Brown. <laughs> That's me. I'm the host here. So I'm very excited because I was talking with a friend of mine and it reminded me of a story I wanted to tell y'all. So if you are not seated, then you might have a seat for story time. You might be seated in your vehicle. You might be in your uh, remote work from home scenarios. You might be out, you know, running other sundry errands. So I welcome you to the story time that is today's episode. One of my friends was talking about how she had recently done an outing with her husband and really wanted to go horseback riding. And it was like, as soon as she said it, it brought back like all these memories as to why I will no longer participate in horseback riding. <laughs> as to why I'm I'm finished with it. No shade to those of you that do this as an activity. This is a thing you like to do, like to be a part of. Some of y'all have been horseback riding since you were children. I wish you well. I don't want to be near a horse anymore. I feel like I have put in my time. I feel like I've had some amazing experiences and I've had some experiences that are the reason why this is not a thing that I'm doing anymore. But I'm going to tell you my horseback riding journey. I'm going to share it with you. So, I went horseback riding for the first time when I was about 11 years old. And if you have been following the podcast, you know that one of my sisters, my sister that I grew up in the house with, my sister Makita, who has been a guest here on the podcast and is like my best friend. So we are actually almost 11 years apart because I was 10 when she was born in March And then I turned 11 that May. Well, my mom had a friend who she worked with. My mom is a nurse. And at that time, my sister was born in a D.C. hospital. So we were living in like the DMV area. Shout out to my DMV people. I still have a lot of love and nostalgia about living in the DMV because my mom worked in D.C., worked at a hospital there. And I went to school in Maryland like that. That area of the country is still one of my favorite places. So my mom had a nurse friend who was a very good friend of hers. And those of you who are older siblings in any regard, even if you're not the oldest, but you have siblings who are younger than you. And if you were old enough to remember when your sibling was born, you may know the vibes of what I'm about to describe. So because I was 10, my sister and I talk about this too. We were almost like two only children who had a small amount of time that we were in the house together. So I had 10 years where it was just my mom and I, and then my sister was born. So we had eight years where we were in the house together. And then by the time my sister was eight or about to be nine, I was leaving to go to college. So then my sister had the rest of her 10 years of high school without me being in the house, right? And when you're an older sibling, I don't know, maybe I'm petty or was a petty child, but I feel like this is probably a general experience that a lot of older siblings had. You know, I was not used to sharing with a child that lived in the house with me. And it wasn't just like sharing toys and things like that because my sister was so little, we couldn't play, which was Really, a part of what was sort of dissatisfactory <laughs> to me in the experience of realizing what it's really going to be like to be a big sister. I had always wanted a sister, but I thought I was going to have a sister that I was going to be kind of equal parties with. By this time at 10, you know, I'm still. I feel like maybe I wasn't quite playing with Barbies as much, but I did still have a very nice Barbie house. So I feel like I did do that a little bit still. And I love to play Monopoly and was learning how to play different Card games and stuff like that, was learning how to play tag and freeze tag. Shout out to those of you that played this outside. So I was thinking about all the things I love to do as a kid. And the whole purpose of having a sister was to have someone that could do those kid things with you. And when she got here, she was gorgeous, beautiful baby, and kind of useless. <laughs> kind of useless for my childhood desires really didn't do much really took her a while to get to where she was kind of like fun to be around you know and when you're an older sibling and your parent has a child after you there's this period of time that you probably hate which is the time where everyone's coming over to the house to what see the baby what are you chopped liver It's like you're not interesting anymore. Everyone's interested in someone who can't talk to them, who can't really entertain them, who can't do anything but cry and go to the bathroom in a diaper that someone else has to clean up. The people really visited the house for this. And as a 10-year-old previous only child, that was really uh, upsetting (laughs) and disorienting. But I got to give a special shout out to my mom's friend, Dara, because she came over and I am so I'm just remembering my shady little self. I remember I opened the door and I said, she's over there. (laughs) And Dara said, I'm I'm coming to see you. And I was like, what? She was like, yeah, I'm coming to see you. I'm coming to pick you up and we're going to spend the day together. And to this day, y'all, I have to confirm with my mom because I don't remember if like my mom and Dara talked about this and like Dara was like, hey, I want to come over and do this or what the vibes were. Like, I, I really don't remember that part. I don't know that part, but I know that I must have got like the biggest smile on my face. Like, that was the first time in however many weeks old or months old my sister was by then that anyone had really talked to me about anything. And so she was like, hurry up, go get dressed. I was like, whoo. So I go and get dressed and I spend the day like hanging out with Miss Dara and her friends. And we went to go horseback riding. I really, at that point, probably didn't care what we were doing. I was just like excited that somebody was paying attention to me. And I want to make a little note here. If you are a person who is in community with people who have children, this is a gift that you can potentially give to your friends who have kids. Or if you are a person who has children, especially if you're having a second or third or further child, you know, and you have children already and you're having a baby, like having people in your community that are able to think these thoughts is so good because it meant the world to me that someone was coming over to sort of give me a bit of attention that my childhood self was craving at that moment. And maybe it helped my mom to have a little bit of time where she could just be there and focus on my sister. You know, she didn't have to focus on the both of us. So just a little note, if you're in community with people who have kids or community with anyone that maybe having a baby and has an older child and you're the type of person that loves this type of thing where you could like pick up a kid, even if you pick up a kid and take them while you run errands, like it doesn't even have to be something super grandiose thing. Just the fact that you're like, hey, I see you. You are also important in this family. I feel like that's what Dara did for my jealous 10-year-old self. (laughs) But the funny thing about it, when I think back on that, is I was so jealous of the attention my sister was getting, but then it was sort of like, by the time she got to be like six months old, that whole thing like flipped for me where I really got to the point where it went from like, ugh, why is she here? To if someone hurts her, I will hurt them type of feelings. And that feeling is the feeling I still have about my sister. Like there are very few reasons I hope to ever go to jail. But if I went to jail, it might be because someone harmed my sister and I then in turn feel a need to harm them. So isn't that interesting how you can go from sort of being jealous, oldest kid to, oh, no, I'm about to really have to hurt somebody for my sister. Mm -hmm. A little note for y'all. I'm out with Dara. We go to this horseback riding situation And one of Dara's friends like had the whole riding outfit. She had like the boots, the riding pants, like everything. Baby was ready for this day we were about to have. My horse name was Chestnut. And I'm I'm not really like scared of the horse. I'm a little nervous because I've never done this, but because we were kind of all in a group of people and sort of a mixed group as far as some people who had been horseback riding before and some people who hadn't. So I wasn't the only one who it was the first time. Well, I get on Chestnut and we're supposed to go down this trail. And the trail that we were going down had poison ivy on either side of it. And Chestnut kept eating the poison ivy. And I really didn't know a whole lot about poison ivy, but I was like concerned, like, is my horse trying to harm himself? Is is Poison Ivy, I mean, it has poison in the name, you know, like, is my horse eating Poison Ivy going to literally poison him? And I could not get him to stop eating the Poison Ivy. So the people that worked at the stable had to take a large bag of Chex Mix Cut the top of it off and literally put what is that called on a horse? A snout or is that a pig? Anyway, they had to put the the nose part of the horse. They had to put that in this checks mix bag and literally had to lead chestnut back to the stable. That was my first experience horseback riding, y'all. Maybe that should have told me I should have let that be my first and last experience. But I was kind of like, you know, it's my first time. Who knows? I didn't go horseback riding again for over 20 years, people. Okay? Over 20 years past. I want to cut in on Matt and I going to Botswana several years ago. Okay? Actually, I remember distinctly that it must have been 2015 because we were actually in Botswana on my 35th birthday, okay? So the place where we were staying was a lodge. And uh, shout out to Dr. Una Mulali, who um, has also previously been a guest on this show before we actually relaunched. She was one of my first guests on Her with Amina Brown back in the day. Dr. Una Mulali is from Botswana. And I met her at a conference and she she is still doing amazing work as a doctor in her home country of Botswana. She came to the States and went to medical school, just got as much like education and learning as she could because her goal was to return back to Botswana to really specifically help the field of pediatric ICU which was almost non-existent in Botswana at the time. So she basically asked Matt and I, would y'all be willing to come back with me to my home country? And there was an event she was gonna do for medical professionals. And she was like, "You know, we don't have like a lot of budget, but I can fly you there. I can get you someplace to stay. And Matt and I were like, an opportunity to go to Botswana with you back to your home country? Yes, sign us up for that. Because a lot of the international travels that Matt and I did, as has been discussed on the podcast, you know, we were traveling in a lot of very, like, Christian, um, evangelical types of spaces. So that meant a lot of our international travel was on something that was very much like a missions trip, you know? So to have the opportunity to go back to her home country with her as our guide felt, like, amazing and really was an amazing experience. So we were staying on this lodge, like a safari lodge, so some of y'all are like, "What? What that mean?" Okay, what that means is the lodge was on an animal reserve, so the rooms, quote unquote, where we were staying, really weren't rooms. They were almost like their own individual, kind of really good size cabins and then you weren't like you weren't staying where like you're going to walk out of your cabin and like a lion was going to pass by <laughs> you know it wasn't that way but you were definitely staying in a spot on the on the ground where you could hear a lot of the animals and birds at night and stuff like that and one of the activities that they offered at the lodge was a horseback safari and we were staying on a reserve that did not have lions at all. So none of the animals were animals where you needed to be like worried about your life. You know, they were zebra and antelope and um, different kinds of birds that were native to Botswana, right? So we were like, horseback safari sounds cool. And that sounds like something that you can't do everywhere. Sure, sign us up for that. Because we had kind of gotten in a day or two, I think, before the event actually started. So we had a little bit of time on our hands here, Matt and I. I, I'm not even sure if this was Matt's first time horseback riding. Was it your first time, babe? Okay, Matt's in the room here because he's also the producer of this podcast. Yes, this was Matt's first time horseback riding and only my second time, but my second time since Chestnut at 10, 11 years old. Okay, so Matt and I get on top of these horses and these horses were great. The guides at the lodge were super great. But here's what's really cool. This was probably one of my best horseback riding experiences. Here's what's really cool about this. It's really cool that you're getting to do a safari on horseback because the animals let us get a little closer to them than I think they would have if we had been on our two legs. Now, I'm going to tell you the antelopes don't care. Almost anything that comes close to an antelope that's not an antelope is on the run. <laughs> like as soon as the antelopes see anybody, they like that's all. I'm out of here. But the zebra and the giraffe, they actually let us get closer to them. Like Matt and I still still to this day are mesmerized by how close we got to those animals. And being people who grew up here in the States, I mean, when did I see a zebra or giraffe? Maybe a couple of times as a child at a zoo. And they were very far away then. So to get a chance to be up close to these animals that maybe you saw pictures of in a picture book, maybe you saw at the zoo once or twice in your life. Amazing. That was probably one of the best horseback riding experiences I had.
0: Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart.
2: Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like... ah
1: Okay, fast forward a couple of years, Matt and I get an invitation to go to Costa Rica. Okay, let's talk about this. And I was actually recently talking to a friend of mine about couples trips. This might be its own episode. (laughs) But a friend of mine was asking me, do Matt and I take couples trips? And so far, we have not been people that take couples trips. I think not because we prefer not to, but I think our different like friend groups that are also couples. Like, I think we've all been experiencing like different stages of life that maybe make it difficult to travel, right? Like most of our couple friends don't live in Atlanta. I'll say a good bit because we have a few couple friends here too. But most of our couple friends, I think, live like out of town or we've had some couple friends that lived out of the country. And so all of the timing of like, here and we're going to plan a couple's trip didn't really do. But we had some friends who we also worked with at events and they took couples trips. I mean, we would see their pictures all over the place. They were going to Italy and Greece and all sorts of places together, right? Well, one year came and they had all planned a trip to Costa Rica and one of the couples at the last minute couldn't go on the trip and they had already paid in everything on the trip, right? All of the lodging and everything that everybody had agreed on. And that couple knew us. And so, you know, they, I don't know how that conversation went behind the scenes there, but I imagine how I would be is if we had a couple's trip and you're like, oh man, one of our normal couples that goes can't go. Who do we think we all gonna get along with? (laughs) Who is somebody we all already know that we don't have to deal with any like wild surprises? So we knew three out of the four couples that were on the trip and the couple that couldn't go said, we will gift Amina and Matt our slot. All Amina and Matt need to do is pay for flights to Costa Rica. Y'all have never seen two people hit Delta.com as fast as Matthew Owen and I when we received this message. A trip to Costa Rica where we only have to pay for a flight? Yes, please sign us up for that. So it turned out that we had just enough miles for one of us to have a free ticket. And then we just had to pay for the other ticket. So we really got our flight to Costa Rica on a two for one. So this was around 2017 time that we uh, took this trip to Costa Rica and I I still look back on this like, oh my gosh, this was just a wild <laughs> it was a wild thing. I'm actually not sure if it happened today if I would have gone so quickly, you know? I had just had fibroid surgery um that March. I think the trip was in June, I want to say. So, I was still out of my recovery time, but it it was a pretty major surgery and was life-changing for me on a lot of accounts. So I was feeling back to myself, but I don't know if I realized that I really wasn't 100% until we got to Costa Rica. Bless our hearts. I know a little bit more about my body's recovery now, so I'm not sure if I would have had the gall to do it, but we did. And I don't regret the choice because it was fabulous. (laughs) I'm like, if you get a chance to go to Costa Rica, two for one on the flights and you didn't have to pay for anything else, you should definitely do it. So we get to Costa Rica and the place where we were staying, it was really dope. It was like a house that used to be like a like a bed and breakfast vibe. And the part that would normally be like the dining room, the living room, the kitchen was actually all outdoors, y'all. Um, like it was, part of it was covered, but it was still like outdoors basically it had a pool in the in the living room so you could like wake up and just go like swimming in the pool and then it had i think it had four bedrooms in it that were like separate like separated away kind of like on the outskirts of the way the house was made and so each couple kind of had their own you know kind of private area and then that was the only area of the house that was fully indoors Once you stepped out of your room, the rest of it was outdoors, which for the most part was great. According to how mosquitoes work, maybe not so much, but everything else about it was gorgeous. Okay, so we had an opportunity to go horseback riding and part of the horseback riding experience that I wanted was the place where we stayed had concierge experiences that they had curated, that they you know knew the different families or companies that were heading up these experiences. So we had read all those and there were a couple of things that we went and did as a group. We went and rode ATV as a group and got a chance to like experience some of those different things, you know. But I wanted to do this thing that they offered in the concierge where you got to horseback ride, you got to taste Costa Rican coffee and you got to learn how to make these Costa Rican like corn tortillas, right? And we were obviously eating a lot of food there. And whenever we ate breakfast there, I noticed that they had this corn tortilla that really to me was like thicker than what I know corn tortillas to be because I was really raised in San Antonio, Texas. So I'm having that sort of Tex-Mex or Mexican cuisine idea of a tortilla. But the Costa Rican tortillas were a little bit thicker, And instead of them being used to wrap things in like a taco or a burrito, they were put on the bottom of the dish. And then like for breakfast, you might have black beans on top, some cheese, some eggs on top. And that was like your breakfast. And it was as delicious as it sounds. Yes. So for one of these horseback riding trips, you could go horseback riding and also learn how they make those tortillas. And I was like, this is the thing that I need to do before I leave here. Matt and I talked about it and we were like, great. So when we went into town to do the ATV, when we went to the ATV, they had a whole list of experiences there too. So I was like, oh, I I assumed, I'm gonna tell y'all something, don't ever assume like I did right here. But I assumed that this was like the same company because it wasn't a large area where we were. We weren't in like a major, major city in Costa Rica. So I was like, surely, you know, this is all the same. It wasn't. So Matt and I paid in that day to go the next day to do this. What we're thinking is the horseback riding. It's going to be a tour and bop, blah bop. Blah, blah. I want to tell you right now, narrator, <laughs> narrator, it was not the same tour. So we meet back at the place where we had met to go do the ATV. And somebody's son, <laughs> somebody's, I don't know, you look like you could have been a teenager, Somebody's son picks us up in a little hatchback, a little, a little, a little, a little, little toe down, you know, seen us better days hatchback and drives us to what I'm thinking is maybe his mama house. So I know a little bit Spanish and so does Matt. I know enough to conversationally get by, but if you start getting like in-depth conversation with me, then like I'm gonna lose it. i am be able to, i am be able to understand some things, but I might, I might not be able to like speak back as quickly. Okay, so... We're standing there waiting for the ho- waiting for them to get the horses together, and I'm trying to ask our guide, um, "Are we going to learn how to make the tortillas?" And they were looking at me like, "Hmm." But the mama like went in the kitchen and started making breakfast. So we had the tortillas and breakfast. We had um, coffee. Those delicious. And then after the mama made it, she was like standing in the doorway to her kitchen. So I was asking the guide, I thought we were going to learn how to make them. Would she teach me? And when I tell y'all she shook her head, mm-mm, she stared back at me like, she was blocking that kitchen like, American, I don't care you not getting in my kitchen. I gave you something to eat. I gave you some coffee. Get on the horse and keep it moving, Okay. So I was like, oh, man, I was disappointed because I really was signing up for the horseback riding so that I could have her show me how they make these particular tortillas. Right. So I'm kind of disappointed. Okay, so her little son leads us out on horseback. Matt and I get on the horses and, you know, we're for a while, you know, we're just riding through, you know, taking a slow little ride, but. It's not really a view because I remember the other one said that you you would also end up on your horseback riding, you know, trip. You would also end up seeing the beach and stuff. So, like, we keep going, we keep going. And I'm looking at how do I how do I ask this young man how far we are from the beach (laughs) in Spanish. Right. And before I could get that together, y'all, it poured down torrential rain on us while we were on horseback and the type of like road we were on there was really hardly any place to go we we had to ride for a while to finally find some place that this little child could pull off so that we could stand under a little awning or something until this like wild rainstorm passed so while we're standing there we're trying to get from him like how far are we you know, we ride for a little bit longer and I'm like, are we are we close to the beach? And we finally realize he doesn't really have a, an idea of how far we are from anything. So at that point, Matt is like, hey, can you just take us back to where you dropped us off? So he turns us around. We ride the horses back to what I'm assuming is his mama house. And another little child... Picked us, picked us up in that little hatchback and drove us back. And not only was I disappointed, but obviously I am drenched. <laughs> I am drenched. And for the Black women listening that are asking hair questions, I had my hair in twists and the twists were in a bun. This is the main thing that saved me from having a hair emergency in this situation. And I had read about Costa Rica that it, it obviously it's a very humid place, And we were there during the rainy season. So I just left my hair twisted the entire time. I know some people were concerned. I want to speak to that. Thank you. So we get back and I'm just kind of disappointed because I'm kind of like, that was my one highlight, you know? And I think really what happened is this family that owned this here business, I don't really think they offer breakfast and coffee with their horseback rides. (laughs) I don't even know if they offered full horseback rides. I think they just heard us talking about it and we're like, I bet we could do that. I feel like one of the aunties was like, yeah, tell those people, yes, whatever they're asking, we'll fix it for them. So, boy, I was disappointed and we get back to the room and I think that was the last day that all of the couples were going to be there together. So we all went and had like our a big dinner at one of the Costa Rican restaurants in the area And just hung out and drank some Costa Rican wine, which was wonderful. And Matt and I get back and we realize everyone else is leaving like in the morning. But our flight wasn't until very late that night, like nine o'clock or something was when we were leaving. And so Matt looks at me and he's like, we going to the original horseback ride that you wanted. He was like, let's reach out to the concierge people And let's go do it. He was like, we don't know when we're going to come back to Costa Rica. And that's what you wanted. I don't want you to miss out on it. And I was like, I really did marry well. okay." so we do that. Sign up for the actual concierge ride and everyone leaves ahead of us. We check out. And because the family that ran this business that the concierge was connecting us with that did horseback rides, totally different family than before. And they like had all the processes together. Like, you know, we told them we, you know, were checking out, but our flight wasn't until later. And they were like, we're going to come pick you up. It was it was a more reliable car. It was a good enough size car that our luggage, you know, fit in it. And they drove us to like their office and they were like, we're going to store your luggage here, you know, because our team and everything, you know, stays here all day. So your luggage will be safe. And then he drove us out to his family's farm and he's like telling us all this information about Costa Rica on our way out there. We get out there to the farm and he's showing us the different, you know, coffee plants and things like this. And my husband is very much into coffee. This was probably really between between Botswana and this trip, the beginnings of my husband really getting into like coffee, coffee. So some of you know what I mean when I say that. Um, Not people like me who are like, yes, I love a little bit of coffee with a lot of syrup and some whipped cream. (laughs) Not you. If that's you, I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about people who just drink their coffee black because you love the actual taste And feel of coffee. And by this point, you know, in being married, Matt and I had not only been to Botswana, we'd been to the Dominican Republic. And now here we were at Costa Rica. So we'd been in some areas where the coffee was very, very good. I had traveled to Rwanda as well, which is another place of great coffee. So my husband is getting to have this pour over experience in Costa Rica, which was amazing. And The women who were in this man's family also showed me how they made those tortillas. I still have the video to this day. I was able to get like a minute or so of footage watching them make it. And they had this really um, amazing kind of clay oven almost that was like over fire and was kind of shaped almost like a very large wok would be shaped, uh, was shaped like that. And they were showing me how that's, you know, the way that they kind of grill these tortillas it was amazing, y'all. It was amazing. And we get on our horses and the goal of the the trip that we're going on, our horseback ride, is to get to a beach in Costa Rica. You take some pictures, you do those vibes, then you ride the horses back to that original place. They're going to pick us up from there, take us back to our luggage. And we had actually ended up um, having just enough points to get a hotel so that we could just have some place to chill for the few hours that we were gonna be waiting until our flight. Okay, so I want to also let y'all know that the beach where we were gonna end up on this horseback ride was the same beach where Beyonce and Jay-Z filmed Drunk in Love, okay? So this beach is like, instead of the beach being sand, y'all, the beach is ground seashells which is not amazing for the feet. But if I'm in a place where Beyonce was, do I feel as if that probably makes us friends? Yes. So that part was great. Okay. We ride our horses out there. And then my horse is having a struggle. Once again, if horse ancestors work, possibly like people ancestors work, I'm like, Chestnut, is it you, buddy? Because what are the vibes? Okay. We're riding and they're like telling us, you know, different sounds to make or um, commands to give. You want the horse to slow down, how to use the reins to slow down or speed up as it were. And I'm trying like all the things and it's like the horses are are trained. These particular, especially group of horses that that we were on, they're trained to sort of stay together. So if one horse starts like going faster, the other horses are trained to kind of stay in a pack. So I couldn't get my little horse to slow down. My little horse kept like speeding up and just taking me on. And there's a lot about trauma in the body that I did not understand at the time, (laughs) which is why I tell you that this many months post-surgery, maybe I wouldn't have done this, but there was something about the horse speeding up and me not being able to control the horse and feeling like afraid that like I'm riding on this very large animal who keeps going so fast and I can't stop this horse. I involuntarily start crying, sobbing on this horse and our guides are freaked out and I can hear them asking Matt as es tu esposa. And so Matt is telling them, see, you know, me esposa. And so they pull all of us over because y'all We're not alone on this journey. There were other people. I didn't tell you that part. There were other people. It's like three or four other people that we don't know them, okay, that are on this thing with us. So the guides are like, wow, this lady is sobbing. Let's pull over. And so they're talking to me. We're trying to kind of tell them in Spanish and explain to them what's happening. And the guides were very sweet and very kind, y'all. He was like, I'm, he was like, you're going to ride with me in the sense that he was on his horse and I stayed on my horse, but he took the reins of my horse. If I was into sermons, there's a message here. But anyways, he took the reins of my horse and we just rode like that until we got to like the next stopping place. And once we got to the stopping place, when we actually got to the beach, it was beautiful. I am hoping to share on social media with y'all the actual picture of Matt and I holding hands while being on these horses on a beach in Costa Rica, happening to be the beach where Beyonce and Jay-Z filmed "Drunken Love. Wow, wow, wow. Which basically meant Matt and I were almost like our own version of what Beyonce and Jay-Z. I don't make the rules. That's just what it meant because we happened to be in a place where they had been. So that horseback ride ended beautifully. I received all of the things that I wanted to receive and learn from the trip. But I'm going to tell y'all something. We rode them horses back over to the stable, got our little bags, went to the hotel, and I basically looked at Matt and said, that's my last one. That's it. I done had chestnut, eaten the poison ivy. I done got rained on, on horseback. And now I have sobbed involuntarily on horseback. I'm good. I'm good. I've rode horseback in America. I rode horseback in Botswana. I rode horseback in Costa Rica. I told Matt, I will never ask you to ride horseback again. And I don't want you to ask me. There has to be some other way to travel wherever we going that doesn't involve me getting on a horse. So I don't mess with horseback riding anymore. Okay. I feel like I put in my time. I gave it a try. I hope the horses live well. Okay. Okay. I was just with a friend of mine downtown in Atlanta headed to a concert. And you know, like many cities, we have the the horse-drawn carriages for people who feel like that's romantic. I don't. My husband don't never, never have to worry about me asking to feel like Cinderella in a horse-drawn carriage. I don't want that. No, no. I would just like to be in a car. Let that be my carriage. Horsepower drawn, okay? Not horse-drawn carriage. And I'm going to tell y'all, The way they had the horses kind of pulled over to the side. This just happened to me this weekend. So I'm letting y'all know, me, horses don't vibe. My friend and I are walking by and the horses have blinders on, but the horse kept turning to look at us. So we decided to what? Cross the other way. I'm not dealing with this with you. I don't care. I'm not doing that. And the man who was in charge of the horses, he said, why y'all scared? Y'all scared? I said, he looking at me. Your horse looking at me, you know? You got blinders on so you can what? Stay face forward. But now you turn and looking at me. I'm telling y'all right now, horseback riding is over for me. I've enjoyed it. Had a great time. I'm retired. I'm retired from horseback riding. But I had some wonderful times horseback riding, but it's over for me. So for those of you that are still horseback riding, I, I wish you well. I wish you well. I hope your horses stay on the trail. I hope that they stay at the speed, you know, that you would like. I hope you don't get rained on. Okay, but that's it for me. Thanks for listening, y'all. See y'all next week. Her with Amina Brown is produced by Matt Owen. Soul Feed Productions as a part of the Seneca Women Podcast Network in partnership with iHeartRadio. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast.
0: We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh?
2: A Redwood Forest would be cool.
0: Ski slopes! Wait!
1: Did we just invent
0: California?
1: Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Need an easy button to feed your baby? Baby Bretza's Formula Pro Advanced makes a perfectly mixed warm formula bottle. Automatically at the push of a button. No air bubbles, no fuss. Literally, choose your temp, select your ounces, push start, and you're done. Works with virtually all formulas and bottles. Say goodbye to the 3 a.m. feeding chaos and hello to this revolutionary, stress-free solution. Raising a baby is hard enough. Let Baby Bretza make feeding a breeze. Get your Formula Pro Advanced at BabyBrezza.com.